بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فإن شاء الله this is a small reminder to myself first and foremost and that is what we had heard this morning in the recitation of our beloved brother Sheikh Kamal Allah يحفظه ومتعه بالصحة والعافية ألم يأني للذين آمنوا أن تخشع قلوبهم بذكر الله Isn't it time that the believers that their hearts tremble, fear, are humbled with the remembrance of Allah This, this verse Ibn Kathir rahimullah, and the other scholars of Tafsir they had mentioned the importance of humbling our hearts making our hearts upon the dhikr of Allah and thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about the Quran the dhikr of Allah, Quran Quran is from the dhikr of Allah but Allah specified it in order to show the importance of the recitation of the Quran and the importance of following the Quran and similar to that Allah mentioned about the dhikr of Allah and the salah in Surah Al-An'am إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ شَيْطَانَ أَنْ يُقْعَ بَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْدَاءَ فِالْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ وَيَسُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Shaitan wants to take you away from the dhikr of Allah وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ And the salah is from the dhikr of Allah But Allah again specified it to show you its importance the Salah, the Quran And all of that is from the dhikr of Allah Because in the salah you have As the Messenger said to Mu'awiyah ibn Hakam al-Sulami about the prayer, he said, "Innaha tasbihun wa takbirun wa qiraat al-Quran." In it is tasbih, saying Subhanallah, uh, Subhana Rabbil Azim, Subhana Rabbil A'la. This is all tasbih and takbir, saying Allah is the Akbar, Allah is the greatest, wa qiraat al-Quran. That's the salah. Beautiful. From the beginning to the end, the dhikr of Allah and also dua. And also from the recitation of Quran, Surah Al-Fatiha, Ummul Kitab, the mother of the book, the seven oft-repeated verses, Sab' al-Mathani. So the dhikr of Allah is that which should be regular to keep shaitan away, away and to keep shaitan at bay. So isn't it time? It is time. Why? Because any time we could leave this life. So it is time now. It is time now for us to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the best times, throughout the day, as you wake up, Alhamdulillah, thanking Allah for returning our soul. Because maybe the, the, your soul is not returned. How many people die in their sleep? And then when you go to sleep, Bismika Rabbi, Wabatu Jambi, Wabika Arfa'u, Inam Sakta Nafsi Fakhirlaha, Wainar Salta Fahfadha, Bibata Fadubi, Ibadika Sarihin, asking Allah to protect your soul. That if you were to send it, to protect it. And this hifd, protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there. For who? For the believers. Allah loves the believers and He loves to protect them. And He and is their guardian. And He is their protector subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that comes also with you protecting yourself, guarding yourself with the remembrance of Allah. Guarding your head and what it contains from the eyes, the ears, the mouth. Guarding the body and the limbs. Guarding the heart. As the Messenger said to Ibn Abbas, guard Allah's duties, He will protect you. 
guard Allah's duty, guard Allah's duties, you will find him in front of you. You will find him in front of you, helping you, aiding you, protecting you. And it's so true. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who sends his angels naam, as an aid to the believers. An aid, naam, the angels protecting you by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So guarding Allah's duties from that is the dhikr of Allah, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Such that the tongue is continuous upon the remembrance of Allah. The Prophet said to the man who asked about advice, he said to him, make sure your tongue is moist with the dhikr of Allah. And from the dhikr of Allah is this beautiful prayer, this beautiful prayer of Salat al-Fajr. Because as you come to the masjid in the morning, and each step you take, Allah raises your degree. Each step you take, Allah forgives your sin. And the angels send in supplications upon you until you are in the prayer. And when you are in the prayer, you say, Ameen, as the Imam says, Ameen, your previous sins are forgiven. Because that is the time the angels say, Ameen. The one who says, Ameen, alongside with the angels say, Ameen, and the scholars explain that saying, with the Imam saying, Ameen. The previous sins are forgiven. As you come into the masjid and you say, Allahumma, Ijal fi qalbi nura, wa fi sam'i nura, wa fi basari nura, wa amami nura, wa min khalfi nura, wa amami nura, an yameeni nura, wa an shimali nura, wa min fawqi nura, wa min tahti nura, Allahumma a'tini nura. Oh Allah, give us light in front of us, behind us, right, left, above, below. Light. Ask Shaykh Ubaidah Jabri about this, he said, it means guidance. Oh Allah, give us guidance. Oh Allah, we need guidance because anyone can slip. How many people have come and gone? How many people have slipped? How many people, their feet, they went the wrong way? Because shaitan will come to you from doubts and desires. From doubts, if you don't have ilm, you will not be able to repel the doubts. If you don't have taqwa, you will not be able to repel the desires. You will fall into the desires. And they are strong that the shaitan tries all his... but the, his might or his way and his devious ways in order to lead you astray. They are strong if the one who is weak. But the one who is strong, they are weak. The one who is strong upon taqwa is able to repel the desires. And the one who is strong with ilm is able to defeat not just one shaitan, a thousand devils. As Shaykh Islam Alhamdulillah mentioned, one alim can defeat a thousand devils. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Because the shayateen, they are weak if you have the dhikr of Allah. If the shayateen, you have weapons against them. And from the weapons is the dhikr of Allah. From the weapons is your Quran reading ayat al-kursi. From your weapons. From your weapons is reading is reading Surah al-Baqarah in the house. Shaitan does not come in a house where Surah al-Baqarah is recited. From your weapons is the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. Before you sleep, before you sleep as well, Ayat Al-Kursi. Ayat Al-Kursi after every prayer between you and paradise is only death. So Quran is, is powerful, Allah. Quran is powerful. In the morning and in the evening, the Prophet said, whoever says them three times, it suffices him. Yakfi.
it suffices it's sufficient and many problems happen from yani people getting ain evil eye magic a lot and jealousy people a lot of it is because of obviously the weak iman and people fall and pe- people not doing dhikr of Allah not doing the remembrance of Allah much and Allah said udhkurullaha udhkurullaha dhikran kathira remember Allah much and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wadhakirin Allah kathiran wadhakirat a'adda Allah lahum maghfiratan wa'adhan azima those who remember Allah much Allah is prepared for the great reward and forgiveness so he said much wadhakirin Allah kathiran wadhakirat male and female Remember Allah much, Allah is prepared for him. Forgiveness and a great reward. The Messenger وسلم, when it was said to him, the Mufarridun, they have gone far ahead. Those who have been given wealth, they give charity. So we are poor, we don't have that wealth to give charity. Oh, the Prophet said, in order to catch them and even excel them, then remember Allah much. Remember Allah much. Like for example, the Messenger said, Whoever says, La ilaha illa wahdahu la sharika la, lahu al mulku, lahu al hamduhu ala kulli shayin qadir, a hundred times a day. He will come yawm al qiyamah, nobody will be like him. Yani in, in excelling, in, in, in reward, except somebody who did similar to him or more than him, yani in other affairs. So the dhikr of Allah necessitates, say, yani calling upon, necessitates recitation of Quran. Quran, even if it's one page, don't leave Quran. Because Quran is that which will give your heart contentment. In the remembrance of Allah, the hearts are content. Quran, don't leave it. Don't leave a day. Sahaba will not leave a day except they will look at it. <coughs> but as we live in this dunya, in this life, there's lots of preoccupations. People are busy. And shaitan would like to make you busy. You're sleeping, he's planning. Planning what is gonna how he's gonna slip you next, or how he's gonna make you slip next. And so with the recitation of the Quran, at least it gives your heart some life, gives your heart some contentment, and also makes you focused. Because when you read the Quran, it has the speech of Allah. The Quran is the speech of Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding you and me. And you see his authority, you see his quwa, his power and his might. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he speaks, he speaks with authority. He speaks with the you can you can read it, you can feel it, you can that this is that this is from nobody but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That no man could have written this. But rather it is all from Allah. And that verse, subhanAllah, thereafter talks about the, the people of the book whose hearts became hard because they left the dhikr of Allah. And even those who went extreme from the from the priests and rabbis, this rahbaniya when they became extreme, they had this abstinence of the dunya, and then uh, they actually went extreme in that. They didn't actually safeguard it because they said you can't get married, you become celibate, you can't do this. You can't. And they took it into extremism, ghulu, they had extremism. And so they couldn't uphold it. But rather, the Messenger showed us the balanced way. Now, 
he, he got married and he showed us that this is from the Sunnah, his Sunnah, and take your affairs of the dunya, no doubt. Don't forget, the upper hand is better than the lower hand. So that you can feed your family, and feed your, your children. But the most important is that you don't forget that your focus is for the Akhirah, that we've been created to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And ibadah is not just in a masjid, ibadah also you go out. When you go out the masjid and you're doing dhikr of Allah, ibadah, dua, when you're visiting relatives, and you have intentions. Even in your interactions, even your sleep, you can make it rewarding if you intend that by this sleep, I'm going to strengthen myself to worship Allah better. So there's lots of ways to reap the benefits of Allah. Seek or rush to forgiveness and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rush to that because that is what we have to compete with more so than anything else. People are competing with the dunya. Yes, halal is good, but also the haram is clear and the halal is clear. The person lives in dunya in a halal way and he is careful of the doubtful matters. For whoever keeps away from the doubtful matters, he's free from blame in terms of his deen and in terms of his honor. As in the hadith of Nu'man ibn Bashir anhu, al-halal ubayyin, wal-haram ubayyin, وبينهما أمور مشتبهات لا يعلمهن كثير من الناس فمن اتقى الشبهات فقد استبرع لدينه وعرضه He's free from blame in terms of his deen Allah will not blame him He's free from blame in terms of his honor the people won't blame him because he kept away from the doubtful matters So living the halal life Alhamdulillah this is khair but upon the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that your tongue is moist when you meet each other Supplicating for each other. Dua is ibadah. And we used to see this always with the ulama. And we see them, Ahlan, Marhaban, making so much, يعني, asking so much about the family and also dua. Allah, Father, Allah, Allah give you good health, good and well being. And sometimes you meet some brothers, mashallah, it's just. Assalamu alaikum, alaikum salam. That's it. It's just, you know, build the love between each other with the duas for each other. Even in the ghaib, even the unseen. And remember, when you make dua for your brother in the ghaib, it is said by the angels, and same to you, and same to you. So this is all from the dhikr of Allah that you're remembering your brother now for Allah's sake. You visit your brothers for Allah's sake. This is khair. And it's a good reminder that you be with each other. Ta'awanu ala al-birri wa-taqwa. Cooperate with each other from birr and taqwa. We live in the life now, we're so busy. People are busy with the phone, with the internet, with so many social outlets. People hardly do dhikr of Allah. And probably pick up more times on the phone for social reasons rather than for the Qur'an or for the remembrance of Allah. And we're all to blame. I mean, no, no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. And we all fall short. But we do our best to remind each other that this Quran, put it in your phone. And keep, keep a track. Keep track that the Quran is with you always. The Sheikh Saif used to say, 
keep a, a small copy of the Quran with you. Wherever you are, maybe you're waiting maybe for something, you can pick it out and read. And that will help you as well throughout your day. But now, alhamdulillah, we have it in our phones. It's easier. You can just read it straight from the phone and remind yourself na'am, of the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the dhikr of Allah, alhamdulillah, is that which will aid the person, keep, keep the shaitan at bay. And also aid the person to be, to be focused. To be focused and help the person as well to be upon ikhlas. From the adhkar, the Messenger would say in the morning, the Sayyid al-Istighfar, morning and evening, Allahumma anta rabbi, la ilaha ila anta khalaqtani wa ana abduka wa ana ala ahdika wa adika ma istata'at. A'udhu bika min sharri ma sana'at. Abu'u laka bi ni'matika alayya wa abu'u bi dhanbi faqfirli fa innahu la yaghfiru al-dunuba illa anta. This Sayyid al-Istighfar, you recognize that Allah, Allah's favor is upon you. You recognize that Allah is the one who forgives. And he is the one you're calling upon. And you recognize your sins and disobedience that sometimes one may fall into because of our weak nature. Yes, a man is created weak and falls short. Maybe I have taken the rights of someone, maybe falling short in, in the affairs and uh, that which Allah has commanded. So we are human, we make mistakes, but Allah has put for us istighfar, forgiveness. And how great is that the person does a hundred times a day istighfar as the Messenger Sassim would do. So that is a beautiful dua, morning and evening. And also there is a dua for protection. Allahumma sallika al-afwa wal-afiyah. Dunya wal-akhira. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-afwa wal-afiyah bi dini wa dunyai wa ahli wa mali. Allahumma astur awrati wa amin rawati. Allahumma ahfad min bayna yaday wa min khalfi. Wa an yameeni wa an shimali wa min fawqi. Asking Allah for protection from the right, from the left, from the front, from behind, from above, from below. Because that, how many, how many times you hear a man's walking and something fell on his head? This is protection, this dua, from above. A man's walking, a car comes and, and hits him, Allah forbid. It should happen to anyone. Protection from in front, protection from behind, from the right, from the left. And also protection from shaitan. Because he's coming from directions. All directions trying to come to get you. And whisper. He's going to try and get you with his whispers. And you can catch his whispers. So be focused in catching his whispers. And replying it with the dhikr of Allah. Because shaitan is weak when you say, He's weak. He goes small. So small. Rather than reviling him, say, so with this adhkar, asking Allah for well-being, well-being, al-afiyah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, that is a gift from him, that's a blessing from him, it makes you good health, you have good health. Say that morning and evening. Saying after Fajr, subhanallah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, four statements, if you say it, it's like you've done dhikr, all the way to sunrise. Say these four statements three times. Subhanallah bihamdihi adada khalqi. The amount of times is his creation. The amount of times is the weight of the arsh. The amount of times is the ocean. Subhanallah. Umidada kalimati. The amount of times of his speech. Sorry. 
and his speech, even if the oceans were to write the speech of Allah, they will be exhausted before the speech of Allah is exhausted. So the amount of times as his as his speech, Allah, this is this is this is great. That is a great dua, amazing dua you say in the morning. And likewise, as you come into the masjid and you say that dua, don't forget, especially Fajr. A'udhu billahi al-azim kareem sultani al-qadim min ash-shaytan al-rajim. That's specific for Fajr, as some of the scholars mentioned. Then you can add Bismillah, was salatu was salam ala Rasulillah. Allahumma aftah li abu rahmatik. This one for all prayers. But that one day in the morning, as you say, the Prophet said, if you say that, shaytan will not harm you that day. And you'll be protected right until the evening. And if you pray Fajr in Jama'ah, فَأَنْتَ تَحْتَ الذِّمَّةِ اللَّهِ You are under the protection of Allah. SubhanAllah, that's why these two prayers, Fajr and Isha, if you know what's in their reward, you'll come crawling. You'll come crawling. Imagine coming from your house on your <laughs> hands and knees. This is shows you the, the great, immense reward for these two prayers. Make your life around the Salah. Don't make the Salah around your life. Because when you make your life around the Salah, you will be, inshallah, from those people, you will be from those people whose heart is connected to the masjid. And as the Messenger وسلم, said, from the seven of those who will be, seven categories of those who will be under the shade that Allah creates Yom Al-Qiyamah, will be rajulun qalbuhu mu'allakun bil masajid. A man, his heart is inclined to the masjid. Shaykh Ibn said, as he leaves the masjid, he's looking for the next salah. So actually, he's actually thinking of the next prayer. He's not actually heedless. He's not ghafil. He's, he's concerned. And he wants to get to the, to the next prayer. Praying Salat al-Duha is not, is not difficult. Five minutes, Duha prayer, where you, it's as if you have given charity for every bone in your body. How many bones do we have in our body? More than 300 bones? 360? For every bone in your body, you give charity. Sadaqah. Just two rak'ahs, light rak'ahs. Just do it in the morning. This is khair. And if you did it after praying, Fajr in Jama'an, you stayed sitting in your place. And then you prayed two rak'ahs after sunrise. Then subhanAllah, you had the reward of hajj. <laughs> complete. Complete. Tamman, tamman. This is authentic now. Sahih. We don't know how, but subhanAllah, the Messenger mentioned it. You know, authentic narration. And this, you think, oh, of course, there are different levels of hajj. There are those who do hajj, they have nothing. That is the only money they have. And there are those who, have, who do hajj, and they have, and they are, there are different levels. One time we went to uh, Masjid Quba with Sheikh Ubaid al Jabri. Uh, he used to love to go to Masjid Quba for Fajr. So he call in the morning and say, Yalla, 10 minutes, be at the door. And we'll go to his door and wait there. And he'll come out. The Shaykh's blind, subhanAllah. Like he has so much insight. And subhanAllah, we take him to Masjid Quba. And he would say, as the Messenger said, the hadith in, in Sunan Ibn Majah, Man Sallah. There's one that mentions Raka'atayn, but anyway, that one, the Prophet prayed Raka'atayn, but the one that mentions Sunan Majah, Man tatahara fi baytihi, thumma salla salatan fi masjidi quba, falahu ajr umrah. Whoever does 
ablution in his house or purification in his house and then he prays a prayer in Masjid Quba in Masjid Quba he will have the reward of Umrah and you know Umrah is not easy you get up and you go oh you have to go to Umrah but two rak'ahs in Masjid Quba even if four rak'ahs three rak'ahs because it's any prayer it could be Maghrib it could be Dhuhr it could be Asr it could be Fard it could be voluntary any prayer that you pray in Masjid Quba then you will have the reward of Umrah and like I said to the Sheikh Umrah Umrah is like you know Mosahad you get up and you do your ihram you do talbiyah and you go all the way four hour drive to Mecca from Medina and from the brothers who come in from here it's probably you know the, the 12 hours in from the beginning to the end maybe a six hour flight and then the rest of the six hours of preparation to get there so I said to the Sheikh Umrah how do we understand this so he said the Umrah is different levels there are people who come for Umrah. Obviously, they're spending their wealth, they're spending their, their energy, their self, their time, their, and they left their families behind. This obviously is a higher reward of Umrah. But this one here, the Messenger Sahib said it, this is a virtue. And we believe in it and we affirm it and we, and we accept it, of course. So it's Umrah. And likewise, this one here, how many people actually do this? These two they stay in their place where they were do, and doing dhikr right until sunrise. And then you find actually very few people do it. But if you do it, and you and la shak, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger said it. Alhamdulillah, we accept it. That it is complete, complete, complete. How? We don't know. But we leave the reward to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We just do. That's the, uh, the asal is do. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts it from each and every one of us. So pray. Salat al-Duha, this is khair. This is khair. Anything that you do, first and foremost, make sure the obligatory is intact. Then the nawafil, then the sunnah prayer, sorry, and then the nawafil. And the sunnah prayers to help you protect your fard prayers. Because shaitan will come to you to the salah, take you away from the salah. He will start with the sunnah prayers. And then thereafter, the fard. And even in the fard, he will try to lead you astray, not to complete the fart properly. You need the ruku. The messenger said the worst thief is the one who steals in ruku. In the sujood. Don't do sujood. Don't prostrate like the dog. In the sujood, don't look around like the fox. Don't go down as the camels go down. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Follow the Rasul So follow his sunnah in the prayer. And outside the prayer. Likewise, so going back to the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, morning adhkar and evening adhkar are so important. From that is seeking refuge, seeking refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking refuge with the complete words of Allah from the evil that He has created. Three times in the morning, three times in the evening. One time we were going with Sheikh Ubaid to Mecca for Umrah. And uh, we took our families with us. And subhanAllah, Sheikh is so, يعني, uh, so, so kind and generous. You know, he's, uh, subhanAllah. He said, uh, because we have a fa- families, we stop by. Stop by Istiraha, like the petrol station with Istiraha. You can hire these rooms for a few hours and rest. 
Usually I'd, I'd go straight to Makkah. Usually I do say. But the Sheikh told me that time you have to look after your families. They have needs. Let them rest. <laughs> so we, we stayed over Istiraha. We stayed inside. And he said, don't rush them. Let them tell you when to go. I was thinking about that's going to be a bit hard because <laughs> when you say that to the family, usually the women, if you say that to go, is they take their, you know, they have need, but they, you don't want to get to Makkah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to get to Makkah. So Sheikh said, no, 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 wait. Let them tell us when. So I learned something there that you be patient. You have to be patient with families. You have to be also give them their time, give them their rights. And we rested there. And then he said that dua, a'udhu bi kalimatillahi tammat min sharri ma khalaq. And he mentioned the hadith of Messenger of anyone who goes to a manzil, a place, and he says this, then nothing will harm him in that manzil. And this is a one-off. You say it once, in a, if you go to a, a place that is it's not your residence, but you're passing by maybe, or you sleep over that place, you say that nothing will harm you. No scorpion, no snake, no anything that's in there, not harm you. Subhanallah, one of the scholars in the Haram, this was mentioned by one of the Mashaykh, that uh, and as far as I remember, it was uh, Sheikh Muhammad Amin al-Shamqiti, rahimahullah, that uh, back in the days, Medina was not like now. The Haram was, you know, not uh, was now, subhanAllah, mashallah, tabarakallah, it's uh, well looked after, it's very clean, very, but back in the days, you, you might find a scorpion. On the ground. And that's what happened. One of the students found a scorpion. And actually it was a sheikh. He found a scorpion. And he stopped it. <laughs> he caught it. And then he he continued his dars. Finished his dars. And then afterwards. He said to the one of the students. I need to take it outside. <laughs> take the scorpion outside. And obviously students. No one, no one wants to touch a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> they think they're going to get bitten, you know? And those scorpions, no, 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 not any scorpion. It's a black scorpion. Yani, you can see that it's probably got venom. It's got, and even it's scary, yani, when you look at it, it's scary. <laughs> so, the sheikh said, why are you afraid? As long as you say your dua, no one, nothing can harm you. Say, nothing can harm you. Why would you want to be, a, why are you afraid? I mean, that's a test. Now the person said it, now does he believe it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> take the scorpion outside and lie in it. Another dua is Bismillah alladhi la yadurru ma'asmi shay'un fil ardi wa la fi sama'a wa huwa al-sami'ul alim. Three times in the morning and three times in the evening. Again, nothing can harm by the name of Allah, whether it's in heaven or on the earth, and he is Samir Ali. He is the all-hearing and the most knowledgeable of the all. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So saying that dua for protection again. The adhkar are beautiful, Allah. Because they remind you. Even when you're going on your form of transport and you say the dua for riding a beast or riding a car. And you're going on a car or train or plane. That beautiful dua of asking Allah for forgiveness and, and recognizing this. This uh, transport Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided you with subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then 
till the end with the dua of Ali radiallahu the dua that Ali radiallahu reported from the Messenger of Rukub al of going on a form of transport and at the end of it the Prophet would smile and Ali radiallahu smiled he said, they asked him why do you smile he said because I saw Prophet smile so I smiled so then they asked the Messenger why do you smile after saying this dua and he said because Allah loves those who say because Allah knows none can forgive but him and the dua for traveling as well asking Allah for protection for yourself and your family that you left behind the dua that when you even leave your family I leave you in the protection of Allah whose protection is not lost and they say I leave you in the protection of Allah your deen <coughs> and his trust and in having good end a man may travel, he may not come back. That may be a reason for him not to die in that particular land. So that dua as well. The dua of going in the masjid, leaving the masjid, the dua of entering the home, saying Bismillah, <coughs> so that shaitan does not follow you. The dua of leaving Bismillah, which is inshallah Hassan al-Shawahid. The dua of that even shaitan can't, can't get you because you're always on the du'as, on the adkar, you're always, and you're protecting yourself to the best of your ability. Because you know it's a battle. Mm. It's a battle between you and your shaitan. Everyone. Everyone has a qareed who's going to follow him, wants to lead him astray. It's a battle. It's a daily battle. The du'a of when you're doing a good deed, the Prophet will say, Allahumma la sum'a wa la I'm not doing it to show off, nor am I doing it for, to be heard. I'm doing it for Allah. This is for ikhlas. Allahumma la sum'a wa la riya. The dua at night for ikhlas. Allahumma ni'udhu bika an ushrika bika shayin na'lubu. Fakhirika libada a'lubu. Seeking forgiveness in falling into ya'arid, falling to shirk unknowingly and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking refuge from falling into shirk unknowingly. Where you protect the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is in the in the night the Prophet would say that seeking protection. Because a man may say he may start an action and then show riya comes in. And riya is like a black ant on a black rock in a dark night, meaning it's hard to detect. It could come and you don't even know it's coming. So the person as well, be focused. You go back. And check your action, as Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said, before you do it, while you do it, after you do it. Why? Because we want that action to be accepted. We want that ibadah to be accepted. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who remember him much. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us those who are sincere in that which we say and do. Life is short. It's going by very quickly. The days are passing by. The nights are passing by. And, the, and we are drinking from our, the, the cup of life. You know, if you have a cup of water, and you drink from it, it gets smaller and smaller. That is what we're drinking from our days. Our days are getting shorter and shorter. And our reckoning is looking us. Our reckoning is in front of us. Our accountability is in front of us. And everyone is going to go to the next life. Tasting that, that first stage of the next life, which is tasting death. Everyone has to taste it. And everyone has to pass by it. But for the believer, it's like the trickle of water. His soul leaves in like trickle. And having good opinion of Allah. This is also from the dhikr of Allah, the heart, that have a good opinion of Allah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who rewards. Allah is the one who protects. Allah is the one 
who will aid you and forgive you and raise you and honor you. And Allah is the one who debases as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gives life and he gives death. SubhanAllah, yesterday or the other day I heard, I asked my brother, what's your name? He said, Abdul Mumit. Allahu Akbar. Abdul Mumit. <laughs> we have Abdul Hay. Allah is Al Hayyul Qayyum. But this brother is the Abdul Mumit. I said, oh, Allahu Akbar. That's a beautiful name because why? It reminds you that Allah is the one who takes life. He takes life. And also, if somebody wants to harm you and you tell him my name is Abdul Mumit, you tell him what it means. I think he will go away. <laughs> so that's a beautiful name, Abdul Mumit. Allahu Akbar, Abdul Hay. These names are beautiful. And these names remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make, give us life and he will take our life. But we go to the next stage. It doesn't just stop there. The kuffar of the mushrikeen, they would come to the Messenger وسلم, and they would get the bones, crumble them in front of his face and they would say, Yani, will Allah give us life? Will Allah bring this to life? Wahiya Ramim. And Allah replied, Qul, Allah will bring it to life as He created in the first instance. Naam, and He is aware and knowledgeable of all what He has created. So Allah commands Him to say that. Yes, they, re- they reject resurrection, they reject that there will be accountability. What's the purpose then? Just live and die? Or live and come back as a Hindus or Buddhists, they say, you live and you come back as a, as a snake or a cow. Who wants to live to come back as a snake? <laughs> or come back as a spider? Is this what you're looking for? Forward to? to come back and be a spider? And he said, what is their purpose? What is their dhikr anyway? Where is their adkar that they do? One time I was just passing by, there was a restaurant, and at the top they had a separate room where some Buddhists were doing their ibadah. I just looked inside just to see what they're doing. I found it strange. Just to see what they're doing, they got a little triangle, and they're hitting the triangle thing, like making the, that you know sound with the metal and metal. And that is the dhikr. Subhanallah, look what Allah has given us. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, they got the, the thing, <laughs> the triangle. What is this? And then they're saying something, hum, hum. <laughs> In Arabic, you know what hum means? It means distress. <laughs> Prophet would seek refuge from al hum. Allahumma ni adubika al hum. Ah, Allah keep us away, keep us away, protected from al hum, distress and sadness. Eh, Allah, because this shaitan comes through three ways. Through extreme happiness, as Ibn al-Qayyim says, extreme uh, happiness, extreme sadness, and anger. Extreme sadness, a person is so sad, shaitan comes and tries to lead him astray while he's sad. Extreme happiness, yes, a person may end up doing haram while he's happy. And the, uh, not all people are happy to do haram, of course, of course not, but some people, they go overboard and exaggerate in their happiness. And the third one is anger. Because you sometimes lose your control. So they say, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave us this car. It's so beautiful. And it's a car morning and a car in the evening. And you teach your children this. You teach your children this so that they can also protect themselves. Because a lot of people go astray. 
people go astray and we need Allah's guidance, we need His help and to worship Him correctly. May Allah forgive us our shortcomings and make us of those who remember Him much. I think in London it's sunrise, but in Manchester I don't know. That was my alarm. That's for what? Sunrise. That's just sunrise. Yeah. So inshallah, as the sun goes up, we will all get inshallah reward for Hajj. Inshallah, pray to the Taj. Inshallah. Is it authentic, you know, when you the dry stick to your left while in salah? No, this is what I remember from the hadith of Messiah the, the, the dry stick, <coughs> spittle to the left and say, Audi Billah Minishaitan Rajim. No, this is what I remember. I, I, I do not know where the reference is, but I, I will have to check it, inshallah. Um, and let it three times. To the left. No. 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 Look, there's different ways of doing it, isn't it? No. forward, No. because No. 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 You know, if you do it, don't do it towards his face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it to the left without doing You can do it like this. Yani, down. You can do it like this. Yani, on the left, down. But don't do it towards his face, otherwise <laughs> it will be... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll reply with something you will not be happy with. <laughs> so, yani, alhamdulillah. So sunrise has come up. So now we, inshallah, just a few minutes. Some scholars say ten minutes. Some say is it ten? Ten hours. just let it rise up because you know at sunrise itself, the uh, the sun rises between the horns of Shaitan, as the Messenger Sallallahu mentioned. The sun rises between the horns of Shaitan. And this is the time the mushrikun they worship. And subhanAllah, this, this uh, uh, prayer you have here at 6.30, uh, Alhamdulillah, it's close to, it's not that far from sunrise actually. Of course, the best time for Fajr is the earliest time. Waqtul uh, Ghalas, or the time of Ghalas, which is when it's darker. Yani, but because obviously people work and people, you know, you, you take the maslaha of the community. And this is a, even in England, in London we pray what six twenty. Some massage is six ten. Nah, so straight after is uh, uh, wait if you wait ten minutes. This is what we used to see from the scholars in, who, who would teach at Fajr time in Masjid al Nabawi. Mm. They would not after they finished teaching, they would wait about ten minutes and then they would pray. Yeah. In the good old days. Subhanallah. And all of us, I mean. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give us to maybe advising our elders or our parents who may not be 
Yeah, that's a good question. Wallahi, akhi, with family, we ha- we ha- it's the hardest da'wah. It's not easy. Why? Because they know your shortcomings and they know you. <laughs> and what you were, and you know. And some of them think, oh, you, you, you know, they have experience, they have life, they have life experience, they have, and you're just a young person, and you're just, you know, they think that you... Well, like in subhanAllah, with your good manners, with your good actions, with your beautiful preaching, with your kindness, with your help, with your actions first before your speech, you know, inshallah, and your du'as, most importantly, your du'as, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala softened their heart to the truth. You'd be surprised. I, you know, for many years, you, someone may not have been praying in your family, for many years. But your du'as are so powerful. One day you you come and you see, subhanAllah, he's praying. Allahu Akbar. This is something, I mean, from our own experience, we, for many years you supplicate and you, you hope someone-so is uh, praying and they're not praying. Don't stop your du'as. Don't lose hope that they will be guided. Don't lose hope, but you have to keep going. And, you, and be careful because they... Elders especially, they already oh, 50 years, 40 years upon what they're upon. You can't just change them overnight. You have to be patient. At least show them kindness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that about the parents especially. And with parents you should have <coughs> kindness. Show them kindness. When jahadaka ala antushrika bima laysa so if they tell you to do disobedience to Allah, if they command you to do this, then don't obey them in that. But still be good companions to them. Sahibu dunya ma'rufa with ma'ruf, with kindness, with goodness. Even if they're not Muslim, with kindness, with generosity. Show them the best of what Islam is, as taught you and me. And the Messenger said, it's not of us who doesn't respect his elders nor have mercy for his young. Respecting the elders, honoring them. Some scholars even mention not to stretch out your legs in front of them. In your house. You know, not to sit in their place. You know, they have special place or they may have like a place where they used to sit. Don't sit in their place. You know, helping them in the house, if it's a, a, a parent or close relative, helping them, doing things that they will appreciate. If it's your elder, uh, older sister, for example, she has a car, she hasn't got, uh, uh, her car needs some mechanical work, and you take it to the mechanic, help her. And subhanAllah, you'll see lots of goodness, inshallah, in them coming closer to the, at least they, يعني, it will soften their heart, inshallah, to, towards what you're saying and what you're calling them to, and wake them up for the prayer. وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ عَلَيْهَا Command your family with the prayer and be patient upon that. As long as you do what you ha- what's upon you. And inshallah, the reason why we, as Sheikh Abdul Baz said, we advise our families is that we want to protect ourselves as well. Because when you advise them, imagine the whole house you've been advising them, 
to for the fajr prayer for example which seems to be difficult on on some of the people some of the young as well young plus you know 10 years old maybe not 10 but maybe um the, uh, 16 you know and they can't lift the covers off their beds and it, you're supposed to be you for that age supposed to be strong Allah, you see a lot of elders they're 60 50 and they are in the front row in the masjid you know and that comes from the dhikr of allah that comes from the dhikr of allah because the said we told fatima when she asked him for yani, uh, a maid to help her during the day he said say in the night before you sleep and he mentioned the adkar subhanallah alhamdulillah wala illallah yani, say the adkar this night and then that will help you give you strength for the day so and advising our family members is important to protect ourselves as well because one day they will wake you up when you forget when you oversleep because it happens so you have to be very patient and very careful with the elders and you have you know that that requires a lot of um, a lot of patience a lot of kindness, generosity, and du'as, so important to us. And the young as well, rahmah for them. Look at the example of Rasulullah He even, and he would treat everyone equally. In terms of the, uh, the, those who he knew and those who didn't know, he gave them their rights. And there were people who were noble, and there were people who were uh, poor. And they gave each one their time and their rights. He looked out for the widows in the community to get to help the widows, the orphans in the community. Islam is comprehensive. It's not just yeah, uh, you, 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 you save yourself. No, Islam is you look around, you see who's around you. So in Manchester, for example, it's nice if, the, if there is knowledge of the who the widows are that need help, who the orphans are, or yeah, Alhamdulillah, what I see here is, is khair, barik, because you have a community. Inshallah, is one of the best communities. And what, you know, and usually somebody from outside coming can see a lot of things which is khair. And, you know, you have the schooling, you have the... So, this is all khair. You have your activities for your children. This is khair. Also, it's good to have activities for the elders as well. <laughs> what the brothers did in Slough, they... Uh, they sometimes make an, an evening for elders where they bring them coffee, tea. You know, the elders, they like to talk and discuss life and share their experience. And share their, so give them that, that, that evening for themselves to get together and give them that. You know, this is a nice thing, nice thing that the brothers did, mashallah. Um, and uh, obviously, times of Eid is khair. Obviously, now with the social distancing, it's not as easy as before. Wallahu a'lam. We can learn from each other as well, you know. Each community has some benefits that they can give the others. So may Allah accept you, Ikhwan. Allah Akbar.